there's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. From the king of sports books comes the king of sports podcasts. Unleashed. Presented by BetMGM. Here's your hosts, Jerry Ferrara and Olivia Harlan Decker. have a great show coming up. Former NFL All-Pro Le'Veon Bell will be joining us. That is going to be such a good interview. You won't want to miss that. Now he's rapping. He's even making his boxing debut against another NFL great, Adrian Peterson. So we'll talk to him all about that. We'll talk about him playing with the Steelers and what he meant by saying he wished he had a time machine to go back to 2018. Okay, so last week, my new co-host was welcomed with rave reviews. Y'all love him. I love him. We had a lot of fun kicking things off. Jerry Ferreira, how you doing, my friend? I'm just glad you guys had me back. I wasn't so sure. You never know after you record a pod, you're like, I think I think we I think we did well, <laughs> you know. I think it was good. So, uh, no. Now I feel like every week, too, that goes by, we're getting closer to football, and then obviously we got the hoops countdown, yep. so I, I'm locked in, ready to go. Well, even if you totally stunk, <laughs> I think your contract would still keep you around for a year, so good thing you did. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> good thing I'm not on a 10-day, hey, right? Yeah, yeah. we don't do 10 days around here. Uh-uh, year contract. No, we're with each other all football season, all year. This is going to be so much fun. One of the things I promised you last week is we kick things off, is that I would start Entourage from the very beginning. Obviously, you played Turtle. That still is what a lot of people call you. What you know, When I tell people you're the co-host, they say, oh, I love Turtle. I love Entourage. But I, I, I made it through four episodes and am really, really loving this show. I'm laughing out loud. So yeah, and don't forget, I'm 23 years old. I'm probably a lot closer <laughs> to 200 pounds back then. Yeah. Walk me through your weight loss journey. Cause it doesn't even look like you. That was just, you know, I just, I was always like a kind of chubby kid, but, I, and also that's how they wanted me on the show. Turtle definitely fit, you know, yeah. to be a little schlubby, a little, a little overweight. And then, you know, you end up working so much craft service is really good. I started enjoying dinners, <laughs> stuff like that. Yeah. I kind of ballooned up to like two Oh five and it wasn't until I turned like 30 years old. Okay where I'm like, you know, I got to get this together. This is really starting to go down the path of uh, something that's going to be hard to correct as I get older. And I just like, it was very simple. I just like started lightly working out and eating a little bit better and wow. just little by little over time. I didn't lose like 30, 40 pounds in two months. Like you hear some of those stories. Okay. But uh, yeah, they were not happy when I, you'll see later on, like I come back like in between like year six and seven, which is only in the show supposed to be like a month later. And I'm like 60 pounds lighter. Okay. <laughs> and Doug Allen couldn't write all the the kind of fat jokes that they used to hit me with in early in season one. So uh, uh, yeah, that, that's kind of my fitness journey. 
So what I'm learning about your character is, I mean, you're just, you take such a brunt of all the jokes and then obviously the, the dog Arnold <laughs> and the attack, like, did you, did you have a stunt double in that scene? No, that was me. And I'm definitely in a lot of, I'm wearing like all oh Rangers my. goalie equipment. So you see even like yeah. the sports was pretty prevalent in that first episode. I have a Yankee Jersey on yeah. at one point, a Yankee hat and then a Ranger Jersey. So uh, if you actually look at the dog attack closely, that dog was so sweet. He was like licking my face and like they couldn't actually get him to violently <laughs> like pull me by the crotch. So they had to really kind of edit around that because it was just a sweet dog who didn't want to didn't want to pretend to hurt me. So. OK. OK. And it was just like a actor dog. Like, how does that work? How do these oh, no, dogs yeah. end up in movies and shows? Yeah, we I think we've had two over the years that played Arnold. The one that was there the longest was like Rocky. His real name was Rocky. I mean, you'll, okay. there's even a later episode. Oh, so there's a switch. Will I notice it's a different dog? You won't notice, but it was funny because they actually had a little puppy also as well that they were sort of grooming to replace Rocky. Imagine that. It's kind of like some quarterback <laughs> situations we've seen in the NFL where like, yeah. hey, we're drafting this young kid. He's not going to play. It's still your job. But eventually he will take your job and you will be sent to retirement. So we had Rocky for a good amount of time, and then Rocky stepped away from the camera. And then uh, I'm not remembering, because it was only like one year that we had the new pup. But uh, yeah, he filled in. But yeah, the dogs like stormed off set before when he didn't want to work. Yeah, it's, 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 uh, it's definitely changes the dynamic of a scene when you're working with kids or animals. Eva's. <laughs> so then also, like the, the episode I just watched is when you're all going to go on a big group date. Because E has a date with Ari's assistant and then everyone is trying to find dates and you get the one from the fan mail of the naked girl who comes and is obsessed with Vince. But the whole thing about your character is like you cannot get a girl to save your life because they just they want to see Vince's room. You, I think, give a piece of his clothing to one girl you have sleepover. Yeah, I mean, some of that dialogue. Your poor character. <laughs> I feel so bad for your character. Well, yeah. And I do even remember like, God, how am I going to? let this make this line work where I'm basically like, yeah, I showed her where Vince eats breakfast and that was it. Like yeah, uh, some of them it. was like, you know, again, this is 2004 different times, yeah. but you'll see, I think there, <laughs> there is a comeuppance that will, as you continue to watch, you know, okay. of all those characters, I do think, and maybe it's cause I was the youngest and sort of like the little brother. I was the latest to evolve throughout the show. But mm. when I do, I think a lot of the fans back in the day really appreciated turtles journey and now you know, I'm in New York with my kids. We're back in Brooklyn. My kids are not Brooklyn kids, oh. which makes me very upset because they've only know Ohio. <laughs> but, you know, the show was really popular in New York and L.A. So there is a lot of people coming up like, oh, my God, turtle, take a picture. And my three-year-old is like mesmerized. He's like, why are all these people coming up to you? So in bed, we woke up one morning. And he looks at me. He's like, Dada, are you a turtle? That's what, like he said it with the most honest, <laughs> earnest, like, why do, or are you a tortoise? Why do people call you turtle? And I'm like, you know, we'll, uh, we'll get to that down the road. So that'll, that'll, that'll come up over the years. You'll, we'll find out. You'll find out when you're probably in your teens. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I, I mean, this show's pretty racy. When will you let them watch it? <sighs> That's the funny thing, right? What let, like, you know, it was a lot easier when yeah. there was no internet to be, to say like, you're not watching this and you hide the VCR tape or the DVD nowadays, yeah. <laughs> like he's going to have a phone you want your kids to have phone for safety reasons. Yeah. So, you know, he's gonna, I, I, you know, I haven't really fully thought that through of 
what happens when the kid stumbles upon your work oh. from 25 years ago by the time he has a phone. So I, I really don't know how I'm going to handle that. You're saying in Cleveland or just in the Midwest in general, like you don't get shouted out as much as you do on the coasts? It definitely comes up, but there's just so, you know, if it's just a numbers game, there's so much, so many more people out and about. Even this morning at the park, you know, there's hundreds, if not oh like a God. thousand people coming in and out. So your chances of getting spotted are really? a lot greater. Yeah. So yeah, he asked me. Oh yeah, just a lot of people. Yeah. And you know, we were New York guys on the show. Like I said, LA and New yeah. York, de- like the Midwest, the middle of the country loved the show too, but the coasts definitely early on loved, loved Entourage. Okay, so I haven't told you this. And again, I'm just now catching up and I'm loving it. Like every spare second I have as I'm giving my baby a bottle, anything, we are watching Entourage. The kid loves Entourage too, by the way. <laughs> He's watching the TV. It's funny now because back a couple of years ago, I had an Entourage cast member slide in my DMs. Uh-oh. Okay. Well, we know it's not me, right? Let's just clear the air right there. It's it was not, not me. We have never really met until we've... Okay, great. Yeah. Oh, oh boy. All right. I'm buckling up here. And I don't want to play this game because no one... Like, you don't need to out people. You don't need to, like, you know... I'm not going to say all the... Oh, hey, all the people. Boy, am I tooting my horn. Like, I have slid in my DMs. Not like that. But in general, you know, I don't want to play that game. But this one is now very funny as I'm watching the show because I'm like... I, you know, I didn't really know who he was at the time. Right. I had to ask my sister. Okay. I want you to take a guess who it was. Oh, boy. Um, well, here's <laughs> how I'm going to narrow this down. I'm going to cross okay. Kevin Dillon off the list because I don't know if Kevin Dillon knows how to slide into a DM, technologically speaking. Okay. You know, that's one thing I've always admired about Kevin Dillon. I think he just got like an iPhone like not that long ago. He's just not like, he doesn't want to be on that's the phone. Awesome. He wants to interact with people. So I'm crossing him off. Okay. I... Connolly too was very late to social media. If I had to guess, because I think he was the earliest on social media, maybe and I, I'm gonna guess Adrian Grenier. That would be my my guess. I don't feel great about it, but that's my guess. No. no. And I would have known who that was. I mean, yeah. And I probably would have responded too. He's a good looking dude. No, I'll give you one more guess. Was Piven? <laughs> Sure. Why not? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Does that surprise you? Is he that kind of guy? I, you know, I really don't know, but uh, you didn't know P- Piven at that point was in a lot of I did a lot of movies long before. He probably had the most, the longest resume before Entourage. Either him, well, oh, it's close. Right over my head. Ah, well, I yeah. see, I would have lost that bet. I'm already down. I'm already minus money <laughs> on the pod. I'm 0 for 1. So I hope I could pick it back up on this episode. Oh. Uh, yeah, I sent it to my sister and I was like, who's this guy? Because, you know, it was verified. And You're I'm right. like, who is this? And she told me. Yeah. Anyways, I had to tell you that. But no, uh, hey, he's great on the show, yeah. too. My God, is he a funny character? Yeah. Three Pete oh, Emmy Award God. winner, I believe. I think he won the Emmy three Jeez, years in a row. Wow. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. No, he's he's so good. Well, yeah. So every week I'm going to tell you where I'm at in the show. And yeah, totally loving it. Okay. You promised me this week that you would find me some Houston Texans wins because last week we broke down the AFC and you thought that there'd be some surprises in the Texans schedule. So that was your homework assignment. Find me some Texans wins. Did you find any? What you got? So guys, listen, I know I ran my mouth a lot last week that the Texans, I didn't even say the Texans are (laughs) going to just win more than four and a half games. I said they're going to upset a good team, maybe more than mm-hmm. once during the year. They sort of did it last year. I went through the schedule. Remember this. Now we're still, we're barely even through preseason. So I, this is not final answer time. This is my early oh. 
early picks. I went through it. I, you know, Bears week three doesn't really qualify. We really don't know what the Bears are going to do. And we'll talk more about the NFC because we're going to dive into the NFC later. They did already beat the Titans last year. I had that circled week eight, but here it is. I truly, truly like the Thursday night game. It's week nine. I do think the Eagles are going to be a good team. It's in Houston. Mm-hmm. I think that is going to be one of those sleepy. It's Thursday night. Those are always a little weird. I think they might stumble into a loss. Yeah. That's my number one. I do have a number two, and I'm already going to pick on the NFC East. Week 14, the battle for Texas, Texans-Cowboys. That sounds like a cowboy. Let me trip over my wow. own two feet, stumble against the mm. Texans, loot and bring the NFC East back to craziness because we were supposed to run away with it. And now we just lost to the Texans in week 14. So the door is open for the commanders to sneak in at eight and eight and nine. (laughs) We'll get to all Uh this, by the way, I'm coming in hot on the NFC East. Okay. I'm loving this. I'm loving this. And I have a lot of concerns about the Cowboys too. I can't wait to, to circle back to the great state of Texas, but that's what we're going to do. After we talk to Mr. Bell, we are going to break down the NFC And I think we both have a little bit more skin in the game. That's both of our teams, the Packers and Giants, who play each other this year in London at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. And I haven't said this on the show yet, but I'm moving to London in like a week. So I'm going to go to that game. I'm really excited. Maybe I can do some live reporting for Unleashed there. But that game, Jerry, are we going to be on good terms that week? It really all depends because that's what week four. Four or five, you said? Yeah, it's October 9th. Yeah, if the Giants are like one in four, if they get out of the gate like they've gotten out of the gate the last couple of years, like, yeah, I'm going to want to win, but it, I might not be as obsessed. But if we get out of the gate okay. and are even close to 500 hanging around, that's the fun part about your team being in the NFC East. You are truly never out of it. Even at six yeah. or 10, <laughs> That's true. you're still sniffing around the division. So mm-hmm. no, we'll be cool. But I will say the Giants play good in London. Historically, yeah. Yeah. they have a lot of London games under their belt. They play well in London. Well, yeah. So as I was watching the Packers preseason, you know, there was a lot of talk. Everyone's upset. Jordan Love threw three picks. I think two of them were his receiver's faults. But I don't know. It's uh, I-, I told the story on Twitter Live the other day for BetMGM. We did a a win total preview for the whole NFL. And when we got to the Packers, I mentioned I was at a wedding this summer and that I was talking with Jordan Love for a minute and didn't realize it was him. And then my husband came up and I was like, oh, that guy was really nice. And he said, Liv, that was Jordan Love. (laughs) That was was QB too. So it's a great guy. Great guy. So I'm, I'm only cheering for the best for him. But a little bit concerned about the health of Aaron Rodgers, the future of Aaron Rodgers, because we just, we don't know what we're doing. You know, we're beat up on the offensive line with David Bakhtiari still recovering. And then our receivers, we're not sure who's going to fill in for Devonte Adams. So I certainly have question marks for the Packers. Yeah. I don't know when we do our NFC preview, I don't know if you're going to like some of the things I'm I'm going to say about your squad, but I'm sure you're going to well, absolutely destroy my squad. So I'm ready for okay. it. I'm totally ready. I'm defensive. I'm a defensive minded player today. I love it. Hey, you know what I'm ready for? What's that? <laughs> I'm ready for you to take over the reins. Any topic you want to talk about, it is time for you to unleash on Unleash. Go ahead, my friend. It's time to unleash. I'm nervous about this one because I know 
no one's gonna people are gonna this is gonna be a big eye roll for a lot of you listening i know it and this is gonna be on social media i'm sure the lovely people at BetMGM are gonna clip this put it out there <laughs> so but i want to prove to you that i'm gonna speak my mind and not be afraid to take strong stances i even discussed it at dinner last night this is not my original idea and some people have mentioned this before but this is a everyone has that one friend you have a few drinks you just talk sports and the conversation goes all over the place this is his yeah. thing that I am now fully on board with. Are you ready? I'm going to give it to you in one line, and mm-hmm. then we'll talk it out. Okay. Super Bowl Saturday. Ooh. Super. Th- now, re- yeah, exactly. That's the face everyone kind of makes. It's like, ooh, not the best idea. It's Super Bowl Sunday. Lord knows the NFL does not need help mm-hmm. marketing the Super Bowl to us. Why move mm-hmm. it if it's such a successful thing? Just think about if you actually went to the Super Bowl, right? And it's on a Saturday. And then you have that whole entire next day. Or even if you had to be up at work 5 a.m. on Monday, that's kind of a bummer. But if it's on Saturday, you get all day to recover Sunday. You could even actually still have a Sunday fun day after the Super Bowl. No one really owns Saturday night. Like college football obviously does. They'll be done by the mm-hmm. Super Bowl. UFC mm-hmm. does. Hopefully you guys can get off that same weekend Super Bowl Saturday. It would be great for the city that the Super Bowl is in because people won't, you know, oh, it's Sunday. We got to get out of here. I got work the next day. They might linger around, you know, Indianapolis for a couple of hours more than they actually would. This is an old head take because the bottom line is I don't want to be up till one o'clock in the morning on the East Coast. Watch it. I struggle with it on Thursday and Monday night games. The Super Bowl, obviously, you have to watch it. Why not Super Bowl Saturday? Why not? Mm. What gain is it to have it on a Sunday other than historically that's what it's always just been? What other gain is there on Sunday? One game. Coming from a TV network perspective, I'm sure there's a reason. I'm sure there's some kind of programming issue. I'm sure there's a reason it's on Sunday. And I'll look into that next week. I'll tell you if I find anything. As someone who most years of my life goes to the Super Bowl, I will tell you it's great having a full weekend in the host city leading up to the game with all the hubbub. You know, it's like my dad calls the Super Bowl on radio and we always do a big Saturday night dinner. Like my mom books it whenever the city is announced of who's hosting the Super Bowl. She finds the best steakhouse and, and books it. And we bring like beads and colors and like, we do it big. And Saturday before the Super Bowl in the host city is popping. Like if it is an indie, if it is, you know, in LA last year, it was popping. Like it's, it's just what you do. It's just a part of it. And you know what, Jerry, why ruin a good thing? I think it's a good thing. I'm going to push back a little bit here. I hear what you're saying. I totally get it. The night before there's all the hype. There's all the excitement. You slide that to Friday, I think you have the same effect. Now, it's a lot easier, I feel like, for people to either leave. Like, you're going to be there probably if you're either covering it, working it, or just going. You're probably going to get there like Wednesday or Thursday, right? So it really doesn't shorten your stay, if anything. It just extends it. Now, those parties on Saturday night, why not have post-game parties? Why can't it be the next day and you actually get to talk about the game with your friends that you just watch at a pool somewhere or, well, I mean, if it's in a warm city yeah. or at, at a casino or whatever, at some other party, why can't you have the day after party? Why not? I will tell you the Super Bowl crowd is so corporate, like disappointingly corporate. In fact, every Super Bowl I've been to is 
a quieter NFL game right. than a home game anywhere else, a week four home game anywhere else. And maybe that's just people it's have quiet. to it's, be at work at yeah. 8 a.m. on Monday morning. And they're kind of <laughs> like, well, how much do we really want to get wild here? It's Sunday night. If it was on Saturday, maybe oh. people would let their hair down a little more knowing, hey, we could recover Sunday. Flight's not till 4 p.m. We'll be in bed at 8 o'clock Sunday night. Wake up fresh as a daisy <laughs> for work on Monday. This is a horrible take. It's an old head take. I get it, but I yeah. believe this in my heart. And the minute Vince Carter retired, making it so that I was older than every single NBA player active, oh. I became an old head. That was the minute, that's the only time I ever felt like I'm really getting old <laughs> in my life. And I said that to Vince Carter. And he was actually mad because he's like, I'm not old. He's like, you might be old. I'm young. He was still dunking in the layup line when I said, the minute you retire, I'm older than every NBA player playing. So I'm an old head. Okay. I have a similar story to that. So my husband, Sam, was playing in the NBA against Vince Carter, who he just idolized growing up. And they were warming up. And he went over and said to him, he said, hey, VC, you know, big fan. Just so you know, I was born the year you were drafted. (laughs) (laughs) You know, like that. Yeah. Well, I'm telling you, if you're driving listening to this or if you're on the treadmill or whatever you're doing, your first reaction, I deserve. Now take a second and really think about it and then come back to me I'm going to sleep on it. Sleep on it. Take a, I'm going to sleep on it. Take a second. I'll bring up, um, I'm sure there's a reason. Again, I'm going to get to the bottom of it, why it's played on a Sunday. Okay, my time to Unleashed. And this one feels a little personal as someone who has interviewed a lot of athletes, what I do for a living and I will tell you, it's really, really hard. There's always a lot of buildup to a sit down interview, especially in training camp, like you see happening right now, you know, in those foldy chairs and certain networks are allowed some access. Okay. So this one went down in Washington with former Eagles quarterback, current commander quarterback, Carson Wentz. He had a sit down with Scott Abraham of Seven News DC. And it got, I mean, painfully awkward. One of the questions was, Real talk here, Carson. It's been well-documented. Philly didn't want you. Indy didn't want you. Do you think this is your last chance to prove that you could be a starting quarterback in the NFL? Okay. Brutal. And he did preface it with real talk here, but that doesn't make it better. You know, here's my beef with it is that uh, people were all over this guy. People were pissed. People thought that was really rude. And you can massage things. You can make things sound a little bit nicer than they are while still getting your point across and asking the tough questions. But my guy here got probably 10 minutes with Carson, 10, 15 minutes, you know, and he's there to bring back his producer. Great sound bites. And that's what his job is. And I don't want to play it because I, I think we did last season, but I, uh, I had a bad interview on the field with Nick Saban at halftime and halftime interviews are a whole different animal because it's so tight and, you know, no coach or player wants to talk at halftime, but, uh, Alabama was up like seven to three on Chattanooga and he finished my first question with an answer of saying, you know, we just have to know what kind of game we're in. And he was pissed. And I'd simply asked as a follow-up, what kind of game are you in? You know, they're playing this lower tier school anyways. And he snaps at me, but it was an incredible sound bite. And I, if I have to be the whipping boy a little bit, I don't mind. You know, it's, I'm the one there holding the microphone and that's what you're there for is to get this great answer. So that's what I want to unleash on is my man here could have asked it a little bit nicer. It certainly was awkward watching because Carson Wentz looks like confused and not happy with the question as he shouldn't be. 
And these athletes, they just have to hear the worst things about themselves all the time. And that's got to get so old. You're in showbiz. You get it. It's like the world out there is so tough when you're sitting down face to face with someone who you have given your time to for an interview and they offend you like that. I mean, what do you think? Do you think that this interviewer was so out of line? I just think of it in a few different ways. It's one, like if that's the way you want to do your interviews, that's your choice. Good luck getting a lot more interview. And maybe you will. Who knows? Maybe players are like, yeah, sure. I'll talk to that guy. I doubt it. If that's kind of going to be the mode of questioning. And also like, what do you expect Carson Wentz to say there? Like, yeah, I know nobody wanted me. You're right. Like, and and I, it's up to me to work hard and make them want me. You're like he could have said that. Is that a great soundbite? Not really. Like you don't really, you're not going to get to a different place than you're going to get to either way. Now he just has to say, oh, I didn't really ever think of it like that. But yeah, I know I have to work hard and just do my job. Like you're still going to get the same kind of answer. So I don't know if he was trying to like get some other kind of reaction. Carson Wentz from everything I've seen is a pretty reserved, I don't want to say reserved, but you know, always has his cool in interviews and stuff like Mm -hmm. that. So I just don't get it. I don't. Yeah. Unless he just said that day, like, I'm just going to ask the hard questions, brutally honest. And anytime you have to say real talk, does that mean everything else you were saying was not real talk? But uh, now we're going to do real talk. This really matters. This is the real, like real talk. Uh, Yeah. That's kind of the preface of like, I'm going to be a little bit of a dick right now. (laughs) Real talk. Yeah. And that's what he was. Yeah. He was like trying to be boys with Carson anyway. So real talk, Jerry, let's go ahead and bring in our guests. Let's bring in Le'Veon Bell. Cannot wait for this. During his NFL career, he's one of the most dynamic running backs in the league. Former NFL All-Pro, played with the Steelers, Jets, Chiefs, Ravens, and Bucks. And now he's traded in the helmet, maybe for some boxing gloves for his debut against Adrian Peterson. Le'Veon Bell, thank you for being here. Very excited to talk to you. No problem. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. So, I don't know if you get this feeling, right? It's almost, I used to always get this feeling, like the back-to-school feeling when fall would kick in. So now we're in like mm-hmm. NFL preseason and camp, like... Where does your mind go when you see camp starting up? You're like, I'm kind of happy I don't have to go through camp. Or do you get those feelings again of like, oh, yeah, I remember camp. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I, obviously it's kind of bittersweet. It's like a little mix of both. I'm going through a camp still. I'm just like a different camp than I'm used to. You know, I'm actually doing boxing camp because mm, yeah. I'm preparing for a fight, you know. So it's just obviously a little different preparing in the ring, obviously not on the field, but you know, I watch some little highlights and stuff like that. It do make me miss football a little bit, but I just been so locked in on boxing, you know. So, you know, that's where my focus has been. What did you used to do to kind of pass the time in camp? Like, I know you're a gamer. I'm a gamer too, right? I would have definitely taken like my PlayStation. I would have had my whole gaming setup if I had to go to like actual uh, training camp. That was my thing. That was my thing. Crazy you said that. <laughs> I, Call of Duty, Smash Brothers. Those are my games. How far do you go back with Call of Duty? You go back. I go back to like Modern Warfare One with the Gold Cross and Prestige mode and all that. Yeah, I felt like I was playing Call of Duty before. Like it was low key called Call of Duty. It was called like <laughs> Ghost Recon. It was called like Ghost Recon or something. Like <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I was playing Call of Duty way, way like as long as I can remember playing even the PlayStation, like the regular. Like you know what I'm saying? Like I've been playing Call of Duty for a minute. 
Okay, if you're such a big gamer, obviously right now the Madden ratings are out. Did you ever get really upset with your Madden rating? Why do guys get so upset with their Madden rating? <laughs> yeah, I mean, because when you play a game, when you play a game growing up as a kid, the whole time you kind of you know the good players and how you want your speed to be or whatever it is. So when they put you yeah. on the game and you feel like you're a certain speed or a certain strength or something, they don't give you what you feel like you is. It's like, oh dang, like you know what I'm saying? You kind of take it personal. Yeah, you know, like I, I feel like a. And there was like a couple years, like 2015, 2016, 2017, I had like a high rating, like 96 or whatever it was. And I was happy with that. You know what I'm saying? I remember I was upset. The only year I was kind of upset was like my rookie year, but I was a rookie. So it's like, can't really be that upset. They're always hard on rookies in Madden. They're always hard with the rookie ratings. Right, right, right. I I was so upset with my rookie rating at first. Like, like, I think I was like a 71 or or like 72 Ah. or something. Yeah, I was low. I was low. Then year two, I had that breakout year. Then the next man, I was like a 96 or something. Like, that's literally what happened. Yeah. So you mentioned, you know, you're training for boxing. Like, I, I obviously love boxing. And is boxing something you did kind of growing up? I'm obsessed with, like, athletes who obviously, like, I came up with, like, Bo Jackson, Deion Sanders, like, guys playing multiple sports. I don't think we'll ever see that on a professional level again because – you got to focus your energy on like one sport's really hard, but what is your kind of boxing background? You come up boxing or is this something that you're just kind of getting into now? Yeah. I mean, I always, my uncles like always watched it. So I kind of like always watched it. I always been a fan of it. I start incorporating boxing as a football workout. So like, you know, I, I started doing like my football training and on my own field stuff. And then like in 2016 ish, I think I started doing some boxing just to help with like cardio, you know, just extra conditioning. And then over a while, as I kept doing it, I just started kind of liking it. You know, I started liking it more and more, start falling in love with it. You know what I'm saying? Start getting a little more serious about it. It's crazy now I look up and it's like, I'm like, this is what I'm doing. You know what I'm saying? But I, I think it kind of started in like 2016 when I started for a football workout. That's kind of like when it started for me. Now we're talking about this fight coming up with Adrian Peterson. Now, my first question is, what did AP ever do to you? Don't you running backs kind of stick together like a fraternity? What's going on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. AP never did anything to me. You know, I feel like okay. I feel like this is like a decision I had made. Uh, like, I mean, even last year, like last year, I kind of was torn before I signed with Tampa to kind of like just focus all in on boxing. But I had the, the mm-hmm. opportunity to go play with Terrific Tom. So I'm like, all right, I'm about to go play with Tom Brady. I'm about to go try to, you know, win a ring. You know what I'm saying? It didn't turn out the way I wanted it to, but you know, I took the opportunity, that chance. But, like, this year, I feel like I just got to, like, hone in on boxing. You know what I'm saying? And I've been trying to find opponents. Like, you know, earlier in the year, I was trying to find opponents because I already knew I was going to get in the ring. I was just trying to find somebody who made sense for me. It would be a good first fight. And obviously mm-hmm. somebody with a background, like, who does some boxing, who's a good athlete or something like that. Because I didn't want my first fight to necessarily be, like, a boxer in a sense. So mm-hmm. I think once I already was signed up for the event and I already knew I was doing the event, Finding an opponent was my next thing. And I think, you know, AP's people wanted to do the event. They reached out to AP's people. AP wanted to do it, you know what I'm saying? So, and I think, like, you know, it was a couple opponents on the table, but I think AP made the most sense just because of the fact that, like, you know, he's an NFL running back. You know, he hasn't had any fights either. So we both brought the same size. So it's it's like, why not? You know what I'm saying? I I thought it kind of made sense. He wanted to do it. I wanted to do it. So it's like, all right, it's going to be fun. Now, I know it got postponed, but what's the latest now? Have you guys set a date? Yeah, so it just got announced yesterday, the fight day, September 10th. All right. New fight day, September 10th. So I got about three and a half weeks, you know, gets got more prep. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's it been bittersweet that it got postponed. Like, it's like, dang, I, like, it's hard to kind of, like, get hyped for the fight the whole time. Then, like, two weeks before the fight, it's like, ah, oh, you can't do it. 
So then it's like, oh, I'm back to training, back to training. But it's kind of good that I just get to keep training, keep getting better, you know, making sure I'm I'm pr- prepared when I get in the ring. Yeah, you know, Sunday's the yeah. first NFL Sunday of the year. So our first NFL headlines, though, could be a Le'Veon Bell victory. Right. I don't know if you go knock out. Look, I have respect for anyone who ever even attempts boxing. Like, what do you find the difference? Of, you know, because obviously you've played a team sport on the highest level. Boxing, I mean, there's a team because you have trainers and you have a team of people. But once you're in there, you know, it really is one-on-one. It's really all you. Yeah. Do you feel that? Yeah, I think that's kind of a, like, I mean, it's one of the biggest differences. I ain't going to say it's the biggest, but it's one of the biggest differences because, like, in, in football, there's a lot of times where you necessarily don't have to be in your best shape or, like, you don't have to be healthy, like, you know what I'm saying? Because it's like a team, so, like, you don't, or even to be good, you know what I'm saying? Even to be good, you got to depend on so many other people. Like, you got to depend on the line to block for you. You got to depend on the, the quarterback to throw you the ball or the coach to call a play for you. Versus, like, boxing is kind of like your teamwork is kind of like all before you get in the ring. It's like before the game, technically, like before the match. Because, like, once the match starts, it's like, all right, now it's just you. And, and football, once you do all your your team work during the week, you're doing the practice, you're doing it meetings you're doing in the game versus boxing it's like you do all your teamwork and then once you hit a match it's like you're just literally all alone by yourself and everything that's been taught every, all your training and where your body is whatever and just prep for that match and you by yourself you know what i'm saying and i think that was the biggest difference for me and understanding that and which is good for me because i always kind of feel like i was one of the most skilled and most conditioned athletes you know in football you know what i'm saying don't get me wrong it was a team sport and i got a lot of help doing what I was able to do. But at the same time, I was like, still like I worked hard and I was able to be, you know, handle the ball. How many times they wanted to give me the ball or be in shape or strong or as fast as they needed me to be and or whatever position they need me to play. Cause I was just skilled. So I feel like it, it helps translate in boxing and this can be like the sport. I get to show like a lot of people that I'm by myself and um, how far I can take it by myself. So, do you see, are there already, I don't want to look past AP. We should never look past Adrian Peterson, right? Just like I wouldn't look past you. But you come out with the victory. Do you already have other guys in your mind that you, like, do you kind of have the route where, like, I want to, I'd love to go out this guy, this guy, or you just going one at a time, which is a very smart thing in boxing. Yeah. I mean, there's obviously uh, certain guys like KSI and Jake Paul. Sure. I, like, those, those two guys yeah. are definitely guys that's, like, on my my hit list, I guess. <laughs> but in a sense like right now, yeah, my, it's, my, my focus all been on AP. You know what I'm saying? I think, uh, like I said, it's going to be a good first opponent for me. You know what I'm saying? Cause you know, he's not experienced. I'm not experienced. He's an athlete, you know what I'm right. saying? He's been the highest level athlete in the NFL. So if I, you know what I'm saying? So now it's going to be about skills. You know what I'm saying? Cause we, we both translate, you know what I'm saying? Like, Boxing wise, like it wasn't our sport at first, you know. What right. I'm saying? So, There's no tape. There's no tape on you guys. No tape. There's no tape. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's like it's literally like you know, what I'm saying people kind of like picking a fight over how we run the ball, like which is interesting <laughs> mm. to me. You know what I'm saying? Like people are like, oh, I feel like AP gonna, you know, saying he's so powerful and explosive, he gonna come forward, body body. I feel like you're like patient and you're like you know manipulative. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's like and that's kind of like my style of boxing, which is crazy. And, and you know, and AP posted a clip and it was like. He looked like one of those styles that he like powerful and explosive. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, I don't know. It's gonna be so fun. Yeah. It's gonna be so fun to watch. I, can't wait. Um, I just plan on putting on the show. You know what I'm saying? I'm just showing people how how skilled I am in boxing, how how hard and how seriously I, I took it. 
Yeah. Now you mentioned Jake Paul. Didn't you originally call out Jake Paul? Did he duck you? What happened there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm done calling out Jake Paul. (laughs) I feel like I feel like I've been calling him out so many times. At this point, I feel like I'm a bully. I feel like I'm bullying. You know what I'm saying? And I don't want to be a bully. You know what I'm saying? It's like if if he don't want to, if he don't want to fight me, it's like all right, whatever, bro. Like I I just thought he was one of those guys who wanted, who really wanted like the challenge and like really fight people. Which I thought that's what he was about to do with uh, Hasim Rahman. But that ain't up right. whatever happened. I don't even know mm-hmm. whatever. But yeah, so it's like if you want a real fight, if you want like somebody with some skill, whatever. Which maybe he don't even know because nobody seen me yet. So right now I'm just all talk. Like right now people just kind of look at me like oh, Le'Veon just talking or whatever. But it's like once September 10th come, I wish it would happen on the 30th already because then everything it makes sense. Yeah. But once September 10th come, people will see, and then I feel like the people gonna be asking for that fight and. At that point, it's gonna be on him, like, cause I'll be ready. Yeah. I'll be ready to do the fight whenever he want to do it. So it'll be up to him at that point. I got another idea for you, and it's someone else who's been on our show. And you gotta, you gotta do this for the whole NFL. You gotta carry the NFL on your back, cause Darren Williams beat Frank Gore yeah. in his first ever fight. Yeah. We had Darren on the show. He was feeling pretty confident. I think he said he's one and done. He doesn't want to do it again. Right, but right, right. The NFL needs a win here. Would you <laughs> would you fight Darren if he would do it? We could make a call. Hell yeah, I fight Darren. Hell yeah, <laughs> I got my money on you. He did be frank, like so. It's like, yeah, I, I that that fight almost kind of happened. That fight almost happened. It was it was it was so close, like, but yeah, it was like AP. But yeah, the Darren Will fight almost happened, and that fight probably still could happen. You know what I'm saying? I just don't want to fight people with losses. Like I, like, if they yeah. got wins, I'll fight them. Like I just want to fight people with wins. I don't fight want to fight people with no losses. Like. Straight up, I want to take people. I want to. I want to be the one to put the L in a column. Like I want to be the guy to do that. Man, I'm not gonna lie. You know, you're getting me hyped for this fight. Like I love fights and stuff, and mm-hmm. I watch them all. But like you, I mean, now nah, I just I gotta see it. I gotta see it. You're right. There's no tape, no workout video, like a few here and there. But there's no like real like sparring set. You got me so. You really just sold me big time. I seen AP post a clip. It's like, oh man, I don't want to post it because you see people post their boxing stuff all the time. It's like. In yeah. football, that, oh, there's another difference too. In football, when I'm training, it's like I post, I send, I post all my clips. Like I just send everything out. Like boom, everybody, I want everybody to know what I'm doing. But in boxing, it's more yeah. like I ain't nobody seeing me, so I don't even want nobody to know how I look. Yeah, don't do I it. I don't want nobody. Don't know, do it. How far I can go? Like what? Like, I don't want nobody to even see how I look. Like because it's like y'all gonna see <laughs> the tenth, and then when the tenth come, once the cat's out the bag, it's like out the bag. But yeah, I want to surprise people on the tenth. Like, oh, that's good. Yeah, you know, you did post something a few weeks ago. I thought, you know, it was a real honest post on your IG talking about like this next chapter in your life. And, you know, you said how thing, you wish things would have played out differently in 2018 if you had a time machine and all that. And I always think about stuff like that. Like what, if I could go back, what, mm-hmm. more so like, what do I wish I could have done differently? You know, what exactly, just explain a little bit, you know, what, what would you like to have been exactly different or, you know, how would you have done something differently if you could, you know, I know you went into it, but I thought that was a very interesting post. Yeah. I feel like just in 2018, it was just like so much going on. Not even just with football. Cause like that, that post was like a lot of people kind of took it from me, me sitting out of 2018, uh, the franchise tag year. Yeah. Which that was obviously like, that's what everybody knows about me. Yeah. Yeah. So everybody's thinking it's about that, which yep. a little bit, it was about that. Like, well, I mean, a lot of that year was about that, but it was just so much going on off the field too. And that I made maybe I want to say the wrong decision because it's like, 
there's decisions that I made that made me who I am today. And I'm glad that I made those decisions because I learned from them. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? There's like, there's like things that if I never did it, then I would never learn from. And I think that kind of made me, you know, a better father, a better person, a better man, a better athlete. You know what I'm saying? Just a sense. Like, so, I mean, there's not anything specifically that I can really, because that's why that post could have been forever. I could have been making that post forever. Right. But it's just so hard to talk about everything that went on in that year. But obviously, people majority talking about the franchise tag year. And I'm not sitting here saying I would change. If I had a time machine, I would go back and play. Like, I just think there's different ways how to went about it. Because, you know, obviously, at the end of the day, in 2018, everybody just wanted to see me play football. You know what I'm saying? Like, everybody just wanted to see me play. Mm-hmm. I was in a sense, like, I, don't get me wrong, I wanted to play football, but my mind said, like, I, I had something else, like, I was on a different mission. Like, I had something else set out to prove, you know what I'm saying? And I feel like, yeah, yeah it, it, like, certain things was getting in the way of that. You know what I'm saying? So, it turned out the way it turned out. You know what I'm saying? Like, obviously, everything happens for a reason. So, I, I think... I'm here today because, you know, whatever happened in 2018 or 14 or whatever it was, you know, all those decisions I made made me the person I am today. And I don't, I would, I couldn't go back and change anything. I wouldn't go back and change anything because I'm proud of who I am today. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like you have no regrets, which is great. But if you did have a regret, would it be that you couldn't watch yourself play, <laughs> you know, kind of like watching the Beatles or Jesus perform at hey, Red Rock? AB crazy. Hey, AB funny. Hey, <laughs> I love AB, bro. AB funny, but look, look, that's the thing about it. AB gets such a bad rap. He gets such a bad rap, and like he's but he like one of my closest friends. Like he's so funny because he just like uh-huh. he just knows like I don't know. He knows how to like just get the people to gravitate to him in a sense. Like because he's funny, he just like so funny, and I don't even think he like tries to be funny. Like I don't think he, I don't think he's like necessarily trying to be a joke guy. You know what I'm saying? But he like saying how he feel, and it's like some people be like, man, I can't believe he said that, but it's like. You know what I'm saying? It's like some people will just think yeah. it. Some people will just think it and, you know what I'm saying, keep it to themselves. He's like one of the people who will think it, but I'll just say it too. Like, I'll actually say it. That's like what the difference is, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, you know, so some people are like, man, like, yeah, his filter is not, you know what I'm saying? His filter not like everybody else's filter, but I love AB to death, man. Don't get me wrong. Oh. <laughs> would you ever fight him? I mean, I think that fight would sell out in AB, Pittsburgh. AB would fight me, though. AB would fight me. <laughs> Hey, but yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, like, I, look, I spar guys, I spar my friends all the time. I can fight people and still be friends with them. Like, I have no problem. Yeah, I have no problem with okay. that. You know what I'm saying? Because to me, it's a sport. It's a sport. I'm not mad at you when I'm fighting you. Like, when I go in there, when yeah. I go in the ring and fight AP, I'm not mad at him. I'm just going to have to handle my business. I'm going to have to go out and do what I got to do, but I'm not mad at him. I'm just, you know what I'm saying? I, I, it, it is what it is. Yeah. This kill list is getting long. Yeah. Huh? I'm saying your list. That's what I'm <laughs> the saying. Kill list. I love it. Yeah. Another name. And your friends know, like, no At video. AB. Don't post no video, right? Yeah, they know yeah, not they, to they, take the yeah, camera no, out and post, it, right? It'd be like, yeah, it, it's been like a little, like a couple, like, little small, like, small, right. like, three, right. four second clips on, like, people's close friends or something. Like, bro, all right, if you post that, just post on your close friends and don't post nothing else. Like, it'd be like that. Like, I'd I be trying to keep it under oh. wraps. Like, I don't want nobody to see nothing. You know what I'm saying? Have like, you gotten like father or love along huh. where like you know like entrance music and stuff like that, or you haven't gotten nah, to that point yet? Nah, Not yet. Nah, I was actually it's crazy you said that when we were talking about AB, because I was actually thinking about AB walking me out. Oh, oh, oh let that, me, you are you are a boxer, man. You're a showman. That's a show, right? You're you're ready to get oh you know what I'm saying? Fantastic. That'd be fire, right? Would that be fire? Yeah, that's yes. cool. Yes, absolutely. Yes, that way. Yeah, so I was like, I was thinking about that. Twitter will light up with that. We'll light up with that. Yeah. Uh-huh. I was talking to him about that. So it's like we setting all that up. It's crazy we bring that up. Yeah, like, see, you already know. You already know. 
I'm a fight fan, so like for me, the fight begins the minute yeah. they show like the fighters walking out. Like the fight has begun in my mind. Yep. Like you're walking out, you're saying something when you're walking out. So like I always like I'm all about the intros. I I just I'm I'm locked in from the moment you step Absolutely. out. I want to know what music. I want to know who you're walking out with. I want to see your face. Like I love all that stuff. Yeah, I gotta think of a good. I gotta think of like the full like. Well, I want to come out in. I know what colors. I don't want to say. I don't want to spoil it. But like, I don't know exactly what I want to wear. Ooh. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, Take your time with that. Take your time. You know what I'm saying? Hmm. Jerry, what colors do you expect? Let's let's brainstorm a little. Let's... I mean, I have some ideas what oh. you might wear, but I don't know. I love you know. I don't think y'all gonna guess it. I don't spoil nothing. Hmm. I think you're gonna surprise. I think whatever we all think you may do, I think you are gonna surprise. Like, I think you're maybe gonna not do what everyone <laughs> might think. You know, so. Man, you yeah, sold the yeah. hell out of this fight. I cannot wait for this. Yeah, I'm telling you. I'm so fired up. I wish it was tonight. I can't wait. Yeah, I'm telling you, bro. Like, and, and then after the first, after this first one, then people gonna really want to watch me fight because they're going to see me like, because they'll know. It ain't just me talking about it. it it's like, I, I'm just talking about it, but I'm not one of those guys who just talking. It's not like not backing it up. Like, I'm going back up everything I'm saying. I'm not going to just get on here and just say something I don't believe. I'm not getting in that ring, not believing this. Like, Straight up, you know what I'm saying? I know exactly what I'm getting into. And I feel like, yeah, like I'm just one of those guys in the ring. I feel like I'm just, I'm to the level where it's like, yeah, I'm just ready to show it. I, I can't even explain it. I can't even explain it. Just, I got I to gotta show it. I got to show it. That's all it is. Cannot wait. Cannot wait. Oh, yeah. Hey, back to football for a minute. You've gotten a chance to play with some of the best quarterbacks of this era. Tom Brady, you mentioned earlier, Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, Big Ben, kind of big picture how were they similar like what makes those names so elite similar man it's crazy because there's they're all so different but it's like okay then tell me that i mean but like i mean similarities obviously they all kind of like got leadership qualities about them but they all lead in a different way you know what i'm saying like because ben wasn't really a rah-rah guy like he talked to the team but he wasn't like a guy who like who gave like a lot of hype speeches. He would every now and then though. He would step in every now and then. Patrick Mahomes is more like a hot rah-rah guy. He more like the hype guy. Like he'll try to get the team hype. Lamar quiet. Lamar don't really say anything. Like Lamar is kind of, you know what I'm saying? Like he yeah. let everybody else get hype. You know, Lamar is kind of in his own zone. And who else would have said? And then, uh, oh, and Tom, oh, and Tom is more, and Tom. Like, Tom is a rah-rah guy. Tom going to get you hype. Like Tom, a guy who be in the huddle. Yeah. And Tom is like more yeah. of he more like obsessed. Like Tom is like obsessed with football. That's why he's like got six rings, like or seven. That's why he has, yeah, seven, right? Seven. We can't even keep counting. Yeah. That's how we don't even know how many rings he actually has. <laughs> That's why he has seven rings because he's obsessed with football. That's one thing I would say about Tom. The moment I got to Tampa, he kind of struck me different than all the other quarterbacks that I played with, just because like how like obsessed with it. Like even when we're out of the meetings, so we leave meetings. And we're free. Like, as a player, it's like, okay, we got free time. Like, we might have, you know, an hour here or whatever, whatever. Tom is hosting his own meetings. Like, Tom got the linemen. He have his linemen oh, separate. You know, he'll meet with the linemen. He, then the linemen and the running backs meet. We have a – this is the only running back or the only quarterback I've ever played with who sat in, like, team run meetings. So, like, we're running the ball. We're only talking about run plays. That's it. And Tom is sitting in the meeting running the meeting. You know what I'm saying? For Incredible. run plays. You know what I'm saying? Because he no. wanna make sure everybody know who everybody blocking on run plays. You know what I'm saying? That's how different he was. He was like obsessed with it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I never heard that. You know what I'm saying? Versus like 
quarterbacks, they kind of just do their job. Like, all right, they be in the quarterback meetings and, you know, 707s and be with the wide outs and the tight ends and stuff. That's fine. Tom does all that, but he does that extra too. Like the extra, like, all right, we're on the field and the time the offense is not on the field, it's supposed to be a rest. We walking through like blitz pickup or, you know what I'm saying, walk through routes or whatever it may be. You know what I'm saying? He like is obsessed with it. And that's what made him, that's that's why I, that, that little taste I got with Tom, like that half a year that I got to play with him made me understand like, oh yeah, you, you got to be obsessed with what you're doing. That's why he's so great at it. You know what I'm saying? That's why you're the GOAT. Hey, you mentioned Lamar Jackson too and that he's so serious. What's your take on him fighting for this contract right now? If you were him, would you not play until pen meets paper? Yeah, I feel like. Because yeah. he's going to get paid. You know what's crazy? I, I don't know exactly. I'm not really all caught up with the. I just know he hasn't got paid. So I know like Kyler Murray got paid. I don't know all the numbers yeah. and stuff. Like I don't even know like you know saying whatever all that. But like Lamar definitely won. He whatever he's asking for, I don't know what he deserves. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And this will be the problem because it's like why is it so much backlash or why is he why is he not getting what he deserves? Yeah, because for the Ravens, think about the Ravens. If you think about the Ravens, you're definitely thinking about Lamar. So it's like I, mm-hmm. first and foremost. The teams fight back is always, oh, what if you get injured or we got to pretend it because you're running? Or, but it's like, yeah, like, but that's what makes me Lamar. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? Like, that's what yeah. makes me Lamar. And separates and, me. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Me you know what I'm saying? Like, Lamar, outside of last year, before last year, he didn't get injured. Like, he, he, he like, runs, he don't get hurt. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think he had a right. little ankle last year or something, <laughs> but, like, you know what I'm saying? It's football. You Injuries don't happen. You can be Tom. Tom Brady got hurt. You know what I'm saying? He don't run the ball for real, like. So it, it, it just, I don't know. They try to find like little like reasons not to pay you. And I feel like with Lamar, I kind of knew this was going to happen in a sense because he's so different. He Like he's basically, a, I mean, he's not a running back. He's not a running back. I'm not going to say that. But he he's like a, skill-wise, he can run as good as a running back. Right. Yeah. He could be, if he wanted to be, he could have been. You know what I'm right. saying? Like, he, like skill-wise, like, yeah, I can, I can run the ball like a running back. You know what I'm saying? But he plays quarterback. He plays the position quarterback. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I don't know. I just knew it was going to be a problem with this. But me, if I'm the the guy handing out the money for the Ravens, I'm paying Lamar Jackson what he wants because he deserves that. Yeah, me too. There should be no fight. Kyler Murray should be no fight. Yes, there should be no <laughs> fight. Yes, Patrick Mahomes wasn't no fight. And, like, those guys, like, those guys that you know, like, these are their guys, like, there shouldn't be no fight about it. Mm-hmm. No, you're right. You're right. Is he disadvantaged representing himself? So what What's your take on players not having agents? I didn't know. He don't have an agent? I didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't know that. He doesn't. His mom does some negotiating for him. Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't think it's a disadvantage, no. Okay. Like, okay. I guess lawyers may know, like, little, like, I don't know, fine line details and, like, the way to talk. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, Lamar know, like, numbers, like, what he want per year and, like, how much guaranteed money. And, like, he know, like, the simple, like, the, like all right, the legit yeah. of it. You know what I'm saying? And then you got, I always hire somebody on the side to, like, look over, like, whatever little fine that you don't get. Yeah. But, yeah, but like, him, like, I think Richard Sherman made that, like, popular. You know what I'm saying? Richard Sherman was, like, one of the guys who, like, made that popular. Yeah. I like that. I like guys kind of representing themselves. You know what I'm saying? Like, I like that idea. Yep. You got to save like your money. Idea. You can negotiate your own contract. Why not? I wish I would have did that. Yeah, just have a lawyer. Right now, I'm just playing. Hey, yes, but, think of all the money. <laughs> hey, but hey, I'm just saying, like, if I would have did that, though, hey, I probably, I don't know what I would have did. I can tell you one thing. Yeah, my my mom thinks I'm worth all the money in the world. So if he's got his mom do it, you know he's not going to undersell. You know, she's not going to undersell right, right, right. Her, her son. There's no one better, you know? Right, 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 right. Now, my agent did everything I was telling him to do. So it's like, 
I basically, it just, I wasn't like talking yeah. to him. I feel like if I was talking to him, the way I would have said stuff, it came off different. Right. I, like I'm like in a sense like dang, if I would have represented myself, maybe maybe things would turned out different. It, or maybe if I'm even hearing the conversation. But it's like none of that was happening. So it is what it is at this time. Do you mean by that maybe taking the Steelers offer instead of going to the Jets? I mean like, no, nah, I wasn't saying that. I was just saying like, okay. Yeah, or like, yeah, maybe I, yeah, or maybe they would have offered me something different. You know what I'm saying? It may be easier to set. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just wasn't hearing the conversations for real. Mm-hmm. So, like, I wasn't really, I just was saying, oh, this is what I want. Blase, blase, they come back or whatever. You know what I'm saying? But it was like, I was just hearing the conversation, like, on the outside. I wasn't really a part of the, the you yeah. know what I'm saying, the conversation. Yeah. If I didn't have the agent, that's I, I like Lamar. I feel like yeah, like he's doing all the stuff. I'm talking himself, basically telling him on himself, like direct. You know what I'm saying? When they hear you directly, I feel like it's different. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 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 No, you're right. I could never do anything for myself like that. I'm way too emotional to be. I'm just too emotional. I, I would I would tip my hand right away. Be like, wait, you said what? That's no. I I would be way too emotional to speak on my own behalf. I just I just know myself. They try to have you like that though. That's literally what it happens. Like that's why they ain't want me on the call because they they know I would get upset or maybe I they say yeah yeah that's why that's what it was. So you're right though. That hey, that's part that probably yeah. saving me for myself. <laughs> yeah. Well, before we let you go, last thing for me: you training tomorrow? What's a day like? Are you road work in the morning or are you you training every day? Yeah, I train every day. Usually a tomorrow conditioning day. So I like I'll I'll probably do like a hike or something, like a couple miles, like four or five miles. Then I hit the gym. Oh, wow. Then I'll probably go like to Pilates. Cause I, I do like either, I'll try to squeeze like Pilates or like a hot yoga yeah. or stretch. Cause that's like, I don't know, boxing is so much different than football in the sense of like, I feel like every part of my body got to be free. Like, it got to be loose. Like, if football was like kind of tense, you can be tense because it's like more like, you know what I'm saying? Boxing, You're bracing. Yeah. 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 It's more like you bracing up. You know what I'm saying? Boxing, you got to be like a little more freer. So I've been doing so much stretching and yoga. And Pilates is like, bruh, <laughs> it, but I feel good. I wish, like, I wish I would have knew yeah. about this like when I was playing football because it would have helped me in football. But yeah, it's yeah. like, I feel, yeah, I feel good. So yeah, tomorrow, that's probably how my day would be. Like in the morning, it, usually in the morning before it get too hot, I'll probably get, like, get up at like 6, 7 a.m., go hike, do like four or five miles, then hit the gym right after. Then after the gym, I'll go to Pilates. Then after Pilates, either I got my second workout at the gym or... I'll do like my yoga stretch or whatever it may be like my second little part I may do. But like my days kind of like intertwined and they all kind of switch. But that's what my tomorrow looks like. All right. True last thing for me. Boy, Sorry, Olivia. And I'm done. Yeah. I'm going to shut up. No, you're good. You're good. Okay. You're good. Because you mentioned like West Coast. I think you're on the West. Like I'm always obsessed with when, you know, a lot of us fans watching football. It's like, oh, you're on the Steelers going to the West Coast. Time different. Does any of that matter with you guys? Like, oh, we're on the red eye. We're going to the West Coast. We're playing the four. Does, oh, yeah. does that really ever factor in for you, the players? We all think it does. Or are we just making something out of nothing? Or West Coast going East? That's what I'm saying. So it's a team sport. So, like, for me, it didn't bother me. It did not bother me. But it would be certain teammates. And be like, they'd be like, bro. Man, I hate like you know what I'm saying like they they couldn't like like if we go went from like Pittsburgh to like Vegas or something like they would hate that like oh dang bro I'm gonna be up all night bro because mm. or I'm gonna get up too early I'm gonna wake up too early like you know what I'm saying because like the time difference or whatever it is you know what I'm saying Some people, yeah yeah it didn't bother me you know what I'm saying because so if we played at 
if a one if a one p.m. game would be in like in Cleveland or something, right? If we played in Vegas, we'd just play it in like eleven. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So like it wouldn't necessarily bother me as much. You know what I'm saying? I'd be like, All right, what, it is what it is. Yeah, but the time would be different over there. Though. The time is say twelve or whatever. But my body would feel like it's ten, and it wouldn't bother me. Yeah. But some people, it, some people hated yeah. it. So it's like I don't know. But me personally, it didn't bother me. Livian, I was going to say, boy, you came a long way from East Lansing. Now you're a yuppie Los Angelian. You're doing Pilates and hiking Runyon Canyon with a bunch of girls in crop tops and what, eating acai bowls out there too? <laughs> they say the Spartans. You're vegan. Oh, please. It's like the 30 year old me, if I was talking to the 20 year old me, man, I'm, you know what I'm saying? Like, bro, I got so much to tell you. Listen, no one who's done yoga and Pilates has ever been like, I don't really, it doesn't do nothing. Every, everyone who's tried it always sticks yeah. to it. It's the people who don't ever try it, like, ah, I don't do that stuff. People I know who've like done it and I've done it, like, you're never like, oh, that doesn't help. It always helps. That right. helps a lot. Boy. So, oh, no, good for you, man. Good for you. And let me tell you, I'm 42. You, all that stuff is good. As you get older, that's the stuff that's going to really keep you, you know, feeling good, man. Good for you. Yeah, I appreciate that. Well, listen, man, you, you got me high. I'm not going to, I seriously, like I am now on yep. the countdown for the, you get like the perfect thing to do the night before football on Sunday. Like, I, I just can't wait. You sold me, man. I'm in, I, I'm not, I am in on this fight. I can't wait. I'm excited for you. Definitely make sure you tune in. Cause I'm a definitely part yes. of the show. That's, that's what I'm, that's my oh, yeah. mission. I'm putting on a show for people who want to see me get knocked out. I'm putting on a show for people who support me and obviously know how hard I work. I want to put myself with them too. Well, I think our whole audience will be supporting you now too, as well as us. Slavion, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you. No problem. Not for having me. I, I really appreciate y'all having me. Thank you. Okay, well, that was a ton of fun with Le'Veon. Thanks so much for joining us. And now, as promised, we are going to go through the NFC because last week we did the AFC. If you missed it, go back, listen. There's some hot takes in there, a lot of hot takes, but now it's all NFC, which, as I mentioned earlier, means a little bit more because both Jerry and I have our teams in this division, and they even play each other in October in London, so it's going to have a lot of fun for us leading up to that one. Okay, Jerry, NFC East, want to start there? Why not start there? Uh, I don't know if you watch the show Stranger Things. I know you're watching Entourage. If you don't, it's fine. I'm sure a lot of the listeners do. The NFC East is the upside down. And if you watch the show, you will know what that means. It's another dimension where it looks the same, but everything's crazy. There's Demogorgons and bats and like you never know what's going to happen in the upside down. That is what the NFC East is. It is so much fun. Your team is truly never out of it. Do you want to dive in with the Cowboys? I know you you said earlier you might not be yep. as confident in the Cowboys this year. Ten and a half wins. What are you feeling on the Dallas Cowboys? Well, yeah, and they're the favorite to win the division at plus 140. Your Giants, by the way, all the way back there at plus 750. Just wanted to oh, I'm make aware. you nice and I'm aware. aware oh, I'm very uh, aware. <laughs> Look, Cowboys had a rough offseason, I think. You know, trading away Amari Cooper leaves some question marks at the wide receiver position, and I just don't know if that preseason game gave us anything to feel good about. 17 penalties for 129 yards, and last year they led the NFL in penalties, so people are calling for Mike McCarthy's head. They seem undisciplined. 
you know, it's not good. Like I mentioned, CD Lamb will be the number one receiver, and he just had one catch in their playoff game against San Francisco, their last game of the season. Just one catch, and now that's their top wide receiver. So I don't know. I I think you you kind of look at well, Ezekiel Elliott will have to carry this team, and Tony Pollard, who's a much cheaper, better value Zeke Elliott, was fantastic last year and is expected to be so again. So I don't know. Cowboys to me have a lot of question marks. I don't know if you saw this too. They're valued, this is totally off the field, but they're valued at $7.64 billion. They're the most valuable team in sports. I mean, that's wild. But apart from that, apart from Jerry Jones being a very rich man, I think he's going to have another headache of a season. What do you think? You know, I think they'll be okay. I don't think I would bet the plus 140 to win the division because, again, it's the upside down. But I am a little concerned, like 10 and a half (laughs) win total. Yeah, I know. And I know they beat that last year. I just I don't know if I see them winning 12 games, 11, 12 games. I could see them winning nine or 10. So I think it's like right on the line. But I'm definitely going under on that. And they, you know, they always kind of stumble at some point and lose some games, potentially to the Texans in week 14 Mm -hmm. that you're like, what just happened? We're supposed to win this division. So yeah, I'm out on the Cowboys, but also it's really hard for me to say positive things about the Cowboys. Really hard. Being a Giant fan, it's really hard for me to say, but they are, they're good. I, I think maybe nine or 10 wins is a softer landing spot, so I would not take the over at all. Okay. You know, let's dig into your Giants let's while go. we're here. <laughs> I know I was giving you a hard time. Obviously, they have a new coach, Brian Dayball. They had two top 10 picks in this year's draft. Kayvon Thibodeau, and an offensive tackle, Evan Neal from Alabama. So yeah, let's just dig into your quarterback, Daniel Jones, for a minute. He had 36 fumbles in 38 games. And guess what their record is when he's starting games? 12 and 25. (laughs) So obviously you can blame a lot of that on his O-line last year. Horrible. They looked horrible in the preseason opener against the Patriots. And you know who really concerns me, who was supposed to be a great target for Jones, a great playmaker for the Giants is your wide receiver, Kenny Galladay. He's just been a disappointment. He had zero touchdowns last year. And in that preseason game against the Patriots, which I don't know if you watch, I don't know how much you care about the preseason, but he had a bunch of red zone drops. So I'm down on Kenny Galladay. I'm down on their O-line again. And I am just never that optimistic with the ball in Daniel Jones' hands. So it's kind of like the pole. That's why I say I say it's the upside down. It's like the polar opposite of like the Tua situation, right? They're both entering year three. Mm. And with Daniel Jones, it's very much, well, he just hasn't been healthy. And he hasn't had an offensive line. We really need, this is the year we really need to see it from him if he's the guy or else we got to get off him and move on. And they've never quite put him in that position to to show it. And he keeps getting like another year. It's all okay. With Tua, it's very much like you're going to do this this year. Like you got it. We have a great offense for you. You got quarterbacks, coaches. Oh, yeah. Like this is the year. If you don't do it, we're probably out. Daniel Jones has had for some reason a lot more leeway. I do actually think that, yeah, look, the fumbles and the turnovers are, that's his thing. Like he has to cure that or else it's not going to work out. If he does cure that, he is effective. He was making a lot of plays with his legs till he had that like back, neck, hamstring injury. But when I just mm-hmm. talk about the over-under, six and a half on wins, right? Look, I love what they did with coach, coordinators, everything. Massive upgrade. I don't think we're going to be running quarterback sneaks and handoffs on third and 12 anymore. I think we're actually going to have an offense. Yes, the Kenny Galladay stuff. But Daniel Jones wasn't, he was hurt last year. I don't fully blame him. However, too, on the six and a half, 
tell me if you see the path to seven wins for the over. Now they play the mm. Texans. They play the Jags. They play the Lions. We do play your Packers. And now look, probably we'll lose to the Packers, mm. but it's not in Lambeau. I, I, I like my odds 10% more that it's in London yeah. where the Giants play. So we don't have to go into Lambeau at all. And then we get the Commanders twice. Maybe we steal one from the mm-hmm. Eagles and Cowboys. Those are always like dogfights. So I love, love, love. And you could call the homer pick, sure. Love the Giants over six and a half wins. Don't love, obviously, the division. I mean, I don't know if I feel comfortable on the plus 750 to win the division, but I love the over on the win total because I think the rookies, the coaches, and maybe a healthy Danny Jones, and also Saquon. Can Saquon stay healthy and be yeah, an impact player on this team? I think that's a layup for over on the six and a half win total. Okay. Okay, so that you're going to ride that one heavy Big all time. year. I'm going to keep tabs. Yeah, no, I like it. I like it. Like you mentioned, there are some there are some sneaky wins in there that I can see for sure. Okay, with the Eagles and Commanders, just to round out the division, let's see, Eagles, nine and a half wins, Commanders, seven and a half wins. I mentioned the awkward Carson Wentz interview. Carson Wentz has his work cut out for him. This is going to be a tough year. They're trying to figure out their identity, I don't know, a team who doesn't even know their own name. What do you think of the commander's name? Uh, it definitely is going to take some some getting used to, for sure. It still is just, I, I still will just call them Washington. But, you know, for those two teams, you know, if I'm kind of fading the Cowboys on the under and kind of riding the Giants, and I kind of do the same thing with the Eagles, and I, I, I do like the Eagles over nine and a half wins, you know, Jalen Hurts really has to kind of perform, but he has the wide receivers now. Hopefully, Miles Sanders is healthy. The Commanders, yeah, I'm just, uh, I, I'm sorry, seven. I don't see eight wins. I just don't see it. They always surprise us. They always hang around and steal a wild card or a division win. They stumbled into the division at seven and nine two years ago. Mm-hmm. I don't see it. So I go over on the Eagles win total, and I would throw the plus 160 on the division. If I'm fading the Cowboys, I, I kind of hand it to the Eagles, which pains me to say. Okay. Okay, you know, I think I'm going to agree as well. I think I'm liking the Eagles to win the division. Okay, let's go to the NFC North. This is where things get a little prickly. <laughs> um, I'm not going to start with the Packers. I'm going to start with the Lions because I'm loving Hard Knocks so much. Have you watched it yet? Of course. And I just will say all the Hard Knocks feelings that make you emotional, it, it never really quite works out. So just be careful of the Hard Knocks emotions that you feel and just being like, Lions are going to win nine games. Just, just you're so right. tread with caution with the Hard Knocks thing. I do love yeah. it, though. No, you're you're so right. You know what I love about the Lions? So their number two overall pick who, you know, was everyone didn't know if he'd go first overall to Jacksonville. And uh, he ended up going to his home team, which is the Lions. Aiden Hutchinson played at Michigan. He's from Michigan. Great story. His sister, by the way, won Miss Michigan USA like right after he was drafted. So this is just an all-star family. So that's a lot of fun to watch. The Lions are plus 850 to win the division. So not very good odds there. And six and a half wins. I mean, look, there's a lot of hype around this gritty, you know, Dan Campbell, just the word grit just keeps coming to mind and their own lines much improved. I don't know. I I can see maybe seven wins. I I don't think that's a crazy bet. Yeah. If if the O line and the young players that they have show up, I definitely see the path, but it might just be the historic. Maybe it's the, maybe it's under six and a half, but they just cover a lot more games. 
you know, they were kind of the kings of like the backdoor cover, you know, they would just be down yeah. 17. It's like, all right, this is a lock. And then somehow they'd like lose a heartbreaker. I remember like they, they actually left a lot of wins on the field last year of games they could have they stolen. Did. So it's really hard to have any sort of a feel because if they close out some of those wins, like, yeah, I could absolutely see seven wins with the lions, but uh, it's almost like a stay away from me, but going to have a lot of fun watching because they're so young and you know, the golf of it all. So I kind of stay away, but uh, <laughs> I just, I, could we bypass the bears? I want to get to your Packers. Uh, look, love yeah. the bears, <laughs> love Justin Fields. I'm that offensive line. Very, very worried. You know, they lose Allen Robinson, which I used to do segment after segment when I was big in the fantasy football of Allen Robinson deserves a quarterback more than any other receiver oh, and did he get in one? the NFL. Yeah. You know, I, I, I did yep. one segment a year about look at what this guy's numbers are without really a, you know, top even 12 quarterback. So, you know, I would have loved to have seen him in fields, though, would have been fun because I do like fields a lot. But I just I just worry about the. The line, yeah. you know, with the Bears, and are they going to give him time, and or is it going to be he's just running for his life? Oh, the line's horrible, and the line looked back. Look, it's looking bad already in the preseason. I mean, they're not improved at all. And remember, in Justin Fields' first start last year, he was sacked nine yeah. times. I mean, I, I'm with you. I I'm not Derek Carr on Justin Fields with like the most all time sack <laughs> he, quarterback. He has no yeah. chance. Or David Carr. And then even on the on the defensive side, Rokon Smith, the linebacker, is trying to leave. I mean, it's just it, it's a very Cleveland situation where players are all requesting trades. Yeah. But um anyway, let's go to the Vikings because I think they are the stiffest competition to the Packers. They have a new head coach, Kevin O'Connell, who I think can really unleash something here. Unleash, branded. I think they were held back by Mike Zimmer. And Kirk Cousins is steady at the helm. You know, no one lost more close games last year than the Vikings. They seemed to, you know, win games they weren't supposed to and lose games they weren't supposed to. And I don't know, defensively, they get Zadarius Smith from Green Bay. I will miss him. I think he's going to be great in Minnesota. And they're kind of this perpetual wild card contender. But a lot of people are saying they might be the most improved team in the NFL this season. Do you think so? I really do. I think and, you know. I like Zimmer as a coach, but they're always, again, we talked about teams stumbling. They probably stumbled more than anyone. I mean, that offense has been loaded for years now. Dalvin Cook, if healthy, is one of the best backs I think I've ever seen. I, like oh, yeah. The problem is he just he just gets hurt because like 80 guys wrap him up because that's how hard he is to tackle. This is who I would be the most worried about as a Packer fan. If you're buying any of the, well, Devontae's gone. What are the Packers really going to be? And we're going to see... So if there's a little fade there, like the, the Vikings are absolutely the team that needs to catch all that fade. I like them a lot on over nine and a half. I think they they win some of those games that they should have won last year. And I think it's a real, real competition for that division. I think it's two I think it's Vikings Packers. I, I give a slight edge to the Vikings. I'm sorry. Don't don't and I love oh, Aaron Rodgers. I was just I gonna just, ask you. If they're healthy, right. I say I do see it finally. Yeah. Okay. Okay. No, it's okay. I I mean, the division's always ours, so hey, we'll take a little competition. I still like the Green Bay Packers. Let's get to them. I think what's been promising from what we've seen in the preseason when they played out in San Francisco is uh, rookie wide receiver Romeo Dobbs. I like this guy. I like this guy a lot. He looked really good, and everyone is questioning what we're going to do at receiver. Well, 
we maybe receiver by committee. You know what I mean? It, it might just be one of those years. And obviously some offensive line injuries with Elton Jenkins, David Bakhtiari, like I mentioned earlier. But there's some options here. And then I like our run game with Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. Like I mentioned, we're, we got to get A.J. on the show. But uh, I, I think our run game is going to be stout. So those are the Green Bay Packers. And they're still a favorite to win the division. Let's see, their odds. And you you like over, like where are you with the 11 and a half win total? I like over. I like them to win at minus 155. And I like at least 12 wins. Sure. Do you? And you got to beat the Giants in London if that's going to happen. You have to go through the Giants in, okay. <laughs> in London. <laughs> <laughs> All roads yeah, go through London. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's good. Okay, NFC South. Tom Brady is back, but he's on vacation. <laughs> I mean, right? Don't you think that a lot of people were concerned when he stepped away for a little bit, and then it's kind of coming out some speculation of, oh, maybe he's just on a vacation that was planned before his retirement was revoked. I don't know. Where Where do you think Tom is? I don't know, but... When I say who cares, I mean that with all due respect. It's like me too. You know, I don't. Care. I know, like when my mom retired, she had a bunch of sick time saved up, and she's like, "Oh, I can retire early go. and just use the sick time, even though I'm not sick." I look at it like this is like sick time you never took. Guy hasn't missed yep. a lot of games, you know. Maybe phased out camp. I just think it's like, look, I'll be there, guys. I'll be there. I'll be on time when the games on. I'll, I'll, I'll be there. Like, trust me. Yeah. So if anyone's earned the trust who to cares? be like, all right, yeah. you want to go on an extent, like. Come on, man. That's 45 years old. Let it, Go ahead. Take an extended vacation. Yeah. That's fine. I don't think that you're setting a bad example for the young guys. I think they absolutely know who you are and what you've been about your entire career. So go ahead. Do whatever it is. You hope everything's okay, right? You hope, obviously, mm-hmm. it's, he's not taking leave for any negative reasons. And if it's just, right. I need a little more time before I get going, take it. You're 45 years old. Take it. Take it. Yeah. doesn't bother me at all. Yeah. And they are... The favorite minus two seventy five to win the division. I, they're in such a bad division, so yeah, that I I don't think there's anything. And they're loaded. Yeah, they are. They're absolutely like Gronk retires and it's like, all right, well, you know what? Even if like Julio Jones does like a half a Gronk impression, which he and I know they don't play the same position, but just on the receiving side, like they are loaded. Although, yeah, but Julio. Julio's on his third team in three years. And it, I mean, he's, he's always supposed to be this big red zone target. And I feel like he's just kind of disappointing. He's kind of flatlining. I hope I'm not going to eat my words and he's going to blow up with Tom Brady. He probably will. Tom Brady will probably make him look really good here. Yeah. And when you, when you got Mike Evans on the outside who Mike Evans just yeah. like cat, he, you know, is a touchdown machine that, that could really open again. I don't think it needs to be Julio Jones of five years ago. But uh, to have that as like your third option, third or fourth option, they're just loaded. They're loaded. They're loaded. I know a lot of people are like feeling good about the Saints and the Saints have a lot of things to feel good about, but uh, I still can't wrap my head around looking at anyone for this division than the Bucs. They're just low, barring injury, they're loaded. Yeah. With the Saints, I mean, obviously they have a new coach. Sean Payton steps away. You know, the defense is great. The the New Orleans defense is fantastic. They have solid vets. And then remember, they get Michael Thomas back this year. He was hurt. But wide receiver and Chris Olave, a rookie, he's been impressing at camp. So I think they've got a couple good receiver options. And then Alvin Kamara, who's facing suspension right now, you know, who you no know, opinion on why he's suspended, but just from an X's and O's standpoint, his suspension is pushed back a month, so he will be playing. So offensively, I like him, and defensively, I like him. So still Buccaneers to win, but let's see, what's the win total for the Saints? Because I'm just going to take the over. 
for the Saints, it's eight and a half. So that yeah, that's a sneaky good over. And I guess if you like, yeah, like I said, yeah. it's hard to really, you know, they're plus three twenty five, think to win the division. So uh, yeah, I don't know. It's kind of tough. Do you have any? Probably the hardest team to really figure out with the Panthers, right? Like yeah, we haven't seen Christian McCaffrey healthy in a while. Okay. They have some weapons there. I do think they're well coached. Now they got Baker. Any sneaky little underdog? What about us Panthers stuff for them? Or like, is it, no, you guys are like, eh. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Did you see their attendance at their preseason game, by the way? Was it bad? Oh. It's preseason, though. It's really bad. So I'm, I'm kind of friends with Baker Mayfield and his wife. And uh, his wife put on her Instagram the other day, Emily Mayfield. She's great, by the way. She put on her story that she, you know, is like, come on, Panthers fans. Like, we we got to get you in the stands, like, blah, blah, blah. And I've, I'm like, boy, that's bad if the starting quarterback's wife is begging people to come to games. That's bad. I think they'll show up. It's preseason. Like, yeah, I, I went to one preseason game in my preseason, life. Preseason games in Lambeau are rocking. Okay, well... I mean, you're talking about one of the more tradition bred fan like franchises ever. You know, that's my goal. I've standard. been to one preseason game in my life, and I'll, I'll probably never go to another one. And something terrible happened. Jason Seahorn, don't know, it might be before your time. Okay, Jason Seahorn, who's top DB in the league for the Giants, they had him running back kicks and punts. Preseason game against the Jets, running back like his first kick, blows his knee out, carted off. Whole season gone. Like, I love the preseason, but I also hate it. I'm not buying into, like, I think the fans in Carolina will will show up. Go beat the Browns. Watch and see if they show up in week two, three, and four. Yeah. Go beat the Browns, Baker, and then they'll show up. All right, it's time, Olivia, because I really, this is the division I'm most excited about. Because I, I really do have a take, and I'm going to save it. And it's one of these takes where people are again going to roll their eyes, but if I'm right, Oh, the victory lap I will take when it comes to the (laughs) NFC West. That's why I love the NFC. Cause I think there's a few of these wild takes that could actually come true. Whereas the AFC, it's a little, it's a little tighter at the top. So, but let's, let's slow play it. Okay. Obviously we have the Super Bowl champs in this division Mm -hmm. Our Rams. Okay. We can maybe, you know what? Let's start with the Cardinals actually, because they had the most kind of talk in the off season with the Kyler oh, stuff yeah. and all that, you know, they, I guess at bet MGM, maybe expect a little bit of a slide because they're over under wind tunnels, eight and a half. They're plus three fifty mm-hmm. on the division. Do you think that since all this chatter has been about sort of just Kyler Murray, like how much do you think this impacts the team? Do you expect them to maybe step back from where they were last year? I personally do not much, but a little step back. Yeah, I mean, look, the Cardinals were so noisy. And one thing especially, I I think you've got two divas, Kyla Murray and Cliff Kingsbury. I think they're both diva-ish. And one thing that really led me to that assumption is that in camp, I guess Kyler Murray was kind of talking smack about the play calls. And Cliff said, okay, you know, you try it. If it's so easy, you try it. And I guess it went horribly. And Kingsbury said to the media after, I wouldn't play for coach Kyler Murray. I guess he did horrible calling plays. And I think this is like toddler behavior. And it's so funny to me that it's come down to this. And then, of course, the addendum in the contract of must study four hours at home. And then and here's my thing with that, too. I know that's kind of old news by now, but 
Kyler Murray signed that contract with that verbiage in it. So I don't know why it was so surprising when that leaked, when people saw that, you know, and he was, he acted like he was so offended. And I think his quote was something like, you don't get this far unless you study and blah, blah, blah. And obviously there are great quarterbacks in history. We know this, that are not big film guys, not big prep guys, just athletic freaks, lucky, great feel for the game whatever, like everyone knows Brett Favre didn't know what a nickel defense was to like his third year in the NFL, you know, stuff like that. But I don't know if that's who Kyler Murray is, but look, they've got, you know, their work cut out for him. I I feel like now they just have to play and, and show that all this talk can dissipate as the season gets started. And, but yeah, I, I guess I don't like noisy teams by definition. So I, I don't have much hope in the Cardinals. So I'll take the under on eight and a half wins. I'm going to take the under as well. Losing Chandler Jones certainly won't help. And, you know, obviously they got Hollywood Brown and he had his whole, you know, speeding arrest situation. I just think they're, look, put it this way. If the Cardinals win that division, I am just way off. And it's going to be one of those like, wow, what a bad, like, let's maybe bury this tape early on. Because I don't really, I'm not saying they're an afterthought because they still have a lot of talent there. And Kyler's super talented, but they are not on my radar. To me, it's like a it's a three-team race. I know that might sound crazy, and I'm going to get into it now. Okay, get into it. Okay, because everyone kind of would probably think it's a two-team race, if that, or just maybe slot the Rams in and go for and just everyone go home, which is very, I mean, that wouldn't be a bad take at all. Okay, you ready? Okay. Look, Rams obviously plus 125 to the win of the division, 10 and a half win total and 49ers plus 175 similarly 10 and a half win total so they pretty even there now Trey Lance who I love I think Trey Lance is gonna be really really good is he gonna be good right now it's a risk we don't know I think maybe he'll Mm -hmm. be good in two or three years maybe he'll be good this year we don't know hard to really put your money on that but the Niners are a good team obviously we know the Rams like Allen Robb it's just loaded 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 (laughs) If you are going to bet, here it comes. Now we're here talking about betting. This is a betting segment. Bet MGM. This is a betting segment, okay? <laughs> sure, you could go sprinkle a little plus 175 on the Niners. That's cute. And you, you may hit that. You want to really have some fun responsibly. You know, I'm not this is not a like, yeah, you know, yeah. bet the farm situation. This is a little <laughs> a little dusting, just a little taste. <laughs> Hear me out on the division, okay? It, this is a long shot. The Seahawks at plus 1,600. I mean... All I'm going to say on. is... No, no let, hear me out. I, let me make the pitch. Now, again, we're talking <laughs> long shot. If you're looking for a long shot, I'm not saying lock wow. of the year. I do think the lock of the year is over five and a half wins. I do think you could pencil that in. They will win six or more games, my opinion. Okay. They're probably not going to win the division. But if you want to throw a little something at plus 1,600, again, hear me out. Say Trey Lance is still maybe a year away from being amazing. And I know they still have a lot of talent, okay? The Niners have the fifth hardest schedule difficulty. The Cardinals have number two. The Rams have number one, okay? Mm. The Rams open up Bills, Falcons, Cardinals. You could say they roll through that. Niners open up Bears, Seahawks, Broncos. You could say they roll through that. The Seahawks have on the schedule the Jets, the Giants, the Lions, the Falcons, the Panthers. These are winnable 
games. They still have DK Metcalf. They still have Tyler Lockett. They still yeah. have a running back there. Now, I know there's holes elsewhere. I get it. And I know we're talking, you know, we're talking Geno Smith. We're talking Drew Lock. Who the hell knows? But if you were going to put a small little, let's have some fun with a lottery ticket here. Definitely throw a little something on the five and a half win total, in my opinion. Yeah. I will be betting a small amount on the Seahawks to win the division based off their strength of schedule. You know, the Rams don't get the Lions. The Rams don't get the Jets. The Rams don't get the Giants. Neither do the Niners, from what I see right here. And then the schedule doesn't get tough. So if they steal some of these division games, and if the Cardinals are the ones that maybe slide, and the Seahawks could sweep the Cardinals and beat the Jets, beat the Giants, beat the Lions, beat the Falcons. They are in business is all I'm going to say. They're in business. <laughs> Love Seahawks at plus at over five and a half. And I am going to be spring just a little tiny plus 1600 lottery ticket for some fun. Oh, again, my gosh. Come on. All right. <sighs> give it to me. Give it to me. Well, I think that take is ice cold. I don't think that's a sizzling hot take. I think that is absolute <laughs> trash. The Seahawks are plus 1600. Now you did convince me that they'll win more than five and a half games. I'm, I'm with you on that, but I mean, come on in, in a division with the Rams, 49ers Cardinals, that's three interesting quarterbacks. Obviously Matthew Stafford's going through this little injury. And I don't know yet if we should be concerned about that. Sean McVay does not like to play starters in the preseason. So I'm not worried about you know, any of that or that he's not able to work out with some of his new receivers like Allen Robinson we talked about earlier. So that, that, that's kind of it on the Rams. 49ers, I think they go as Trey Lance goes. I think that's going to be interesting. But, you know, they paid Debo Samuel. Brandon Ayuk, the wide receiver, he should take another step forward. They have great line play defensively, you know, great pass rushers. Nick Bosa coming off the edge, Fred Warner. There's enough to like there with the 49ers. I just... And then the Cardinals, like I mentioned, I'm not hot on them, but I still think they're a far superior team than the Seahawks. So, no, I think I think this might be a, a like, did you just have a stroke? Are you all right? Are you feeling OK? No, listen, I like lottery tickets. I like long shots. Now, again, like I said, I feel a lot stronger about the over five and a half wins. I'm not telling anyone plus 1600 yeah. a lot, but, you know, they open up Monday night against Russell Wilson. And the Broncos in Seattle, that's going to be an emotional game for both sides. If they could pull off that W, then they do go into San Francisco. That's going to be potentially rough. Who knows? Then they go Falcons-Lions. Get off to that good start. Listen, I know. I get it. But let it be archived. If there is some action to this, we're going to replay this all year, all winter long. If the Seahawks are like 7-2, and this clip's going to be on my social media the whole winter. All right, our producer, Matt, go ahead and clip this because I'm going to want to play this at the end of the season because I think I'm going to be looking much smarter here. My God. Hey, do you think the Falcons win one game? You mentioned Seattle plays the Falcons. Does Atlanta win one game? I mean, I think so. I think, I yes, I still think that they're, like, offensively, you know, I feel better okay. about it if Calvin Ridley was going to be there, you know, but offensively they certainly have yeah. weapons. I don't yeah. know. It's going to be, uh, I yeah. Yes, they will. The Texans won. Yes, they'll win some games. I don't know which ones, but okay. they'll win some games. God, you love, you love the weaklings, I just, don't you? Yeah, well, you it, love the bottom of the barrel. I just, I don't know. I feel like, at least in the betting sense, it's an underdogs kind of, for me, I, the underdogs, I just yeah. always, they just stand out to me way, way more. And they're more fun. Yeah. 
Well, you've been sports gambling longer than I've been alive, so maybe I should just take your day. <laughs> Joe for Montana it. on the Chiefs. Ooh. Remember that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that was an awesome episode. I've got my work cut out for me. I've got to go watch a bunch more Entourage and apparently some uh, Stranger Things because I need to get your reference because I don't watch that show I, I feel like I'm like your pop culture liaison at this point. Yeah, Stranger yeah. Things just should be <laughs> next up in the queue for you, for sure. All right. All right, buddy. I'll yeah. see you next week. Thanks, everyone, for listening. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.